This episode of News Dump is brought to you by Masterclass. Protests are typically no laughing matter because they usually, uh, they, they're usually in direct response to something terrible happening. But they do, they do things a little differently over there in the UK, where their government has recently all but collapsed, with numerous government officials resigning from their positions, including Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who announced that he was stepping down last week, but will remain oh. in the position until a replacement is found. So, so he's, he's still there. Yeah, sort of. Them's the brakes. He's in a sort of liminal space. Yeah. Them's the brakes. Uh, one now infamous protester took advantage of the media circus surrounding the incredibly tumultuous week in UK politics, and at the request of none other than Hugh Grant, proceeded to enhance the area in front of Parliament and also multiple news broadcasts and interviews with a soundtrack consisting of only yakety sacks being played on repeat at hilariously loud audio levels. Just take a look. Do you accept that Boris Johnson can, can carry on as a caretaker leader until the autumn, uh, or do you think that he does actually need to step aside and let someone else do that? Well, I think there are a couple of things. Firstly, we need to make sure that we keep the basic functions of government going. Uh, that's really important. There are, for example, uh, no ministers in DfE at the moment. That needs to be sorted out. Uh, secondly, I think we need to try and select a new leader as quickly as we reasonably can. I and mean, obviously, uh, we need to make sure we make, make the correct choice, uh, but we should do it in a reasonably quick time. In terms of Boris staying on, the convention is that the outgoing Prime Minister um, does carry on. Uh, that's what happened when uh, Theresa May left office, is what happened when David Cameron left office. And you know, given that, as we just heard, um, the uh, caretaker Prime Minister can't really introduce any new policy or any significant new legislation. Um, I don't really see any uh, major problem, but I haven't, I haven't really given it deep thought, to be honest. Um, we can hear the noisy band uh, behind you, so thank you for battling uh, on with that uh, in the background. Wow, that's awesome. Yes, <laughs> it's very funny. What a, what a useful song. Mm -hmm. And it's especially awesome when you can just feel how annoyed Conservative Parliament member Chris Phillip is throughout his attempt at a live interview with Sky News. Just the song's playing perfectly and you can watch as he gets more and more angry at what's going on. Nothing you say can be taken seriously underneath the soundtrack of Yakety Sack. It's, it's a song that uh, says everything, doesn't it? really does. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is just one example of the Benny Hill theme song playing throughout the chaos erupting within the UK government, and it's not the first time that the guy behind the protest has deployed these tactics. Known as the Stop Brexit Man, failed. <laughs> he did not, he did he not do a good job. But he, you know, nevertheless he persisted. Yeah. Uh, activist Steve Bray has become quite infamous in the UK by disrupting countless live news broadcasts over the years by shouting, making noise, playing music, or holding up signs. But he recently made headlines when the police, the local police, acting on a newly filed law that banned noisy protests outside of Parliament. Yeah, which is a pretty uh, uh, wide uh, net to cast uh, on purpose, I would assume. Yeah, so obviously he was in violation of these new rules. Mm -hmm. So they came for him. Here's Reuters. As he attempted to set up on Tuesday, Bray said he was surrounded by about 20 police officers who took away his speakers using powers under a law which had come into force at midnight. Quote, we did everything we could to hang on to them, but more and more police came and there's only so long that you can hold on to something, Bray told Reuters. Bray said that when police asked, he gave his name and address as Mickey Mouse, 10 Downing Street. I, a couple things. Uh, the fact that it took 20 police officers to take this guy's speaker away. It's the John Wick of uh, Yakety Sacks protest. Yeah, exactly. And uh, also that the law was enacted at midnight 
And they were like, all right, time to go finally put an end to this guy. Yeah. Uh, leading me to believe that this law was made uh, entirely uh, to shut this one protester up. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it is very spiteful. It's a very spiteful law. Uh, but anyways, as the chaos of last week was unfolding, a request came in from true British lo- royalty, Hugh Grant, wow. who tweeted directly at Bray to congratulate him on getting his speakers back from police, uh, and then asking if he wouldn't mind blasting yakety sacks as loudly as possible amidst a media circus outside of Parliament. Bray happily obliged, posting a video of himself with the theme song playing, causing some nearby to break out and dance. How would you dance to that song? Uh, very awkwardly and dumbly. Uh, and some to complain and demand that he turn it off. Uh, You're making a mockery of us. You alone are making a mockery of the British government. Still, the timing for at least one Sky News interview couldn't have been more perfect, and the audio seemed to sync perfectly with the annoyance level of the MP, who was attempting to have a serious conversation about their government. And much like the story about the unborn in the HOV lane, still counting as a passenger, we always love to see this type of disobedience. Uh, so, yeah, let's just take a, a quick look at the clip once again. Uh, secondly, I think we need to try and select a new leader as quickly as we reasonably can. And obviously, uh, we need to make sure we make, make the correct choice, uh, but we should do it in a reasonably quick time. Speaking of things that are beautiful, High-powered, state-of-the-art, LED-adorned, RTX-enabled PC gaming rigs. Just mm, awesome to look at. These beautiful beasts will destroy that silly console that people are waiting months for, though gaming PCs can obviously run well into the thousands of dollars. There's no comparison when it comes to playing a AAA game on one of these bad boys. That's why it's so heartbreaking to see people who are already rich and famous not only get something of this caliber for free, but proceed to use it in the most horrific way possible. Actually, the most horrific way possible would be farming crypto. Yeah, yeah, that would be a big waste of the graphics card. So this, this is the, close. The second most horrific way yeah. possible to just waste the tremendous power of a machine like this playing browser games. Yeah, but you'll see how this ties back into crypto shortly. Oh, good. Yeah. So yeah, it's just an, it's an affront to common decency, honestly. Yeah. But that's exactly what happened this weekend when Drake fired up his reported $8,000 gaming rig in order to gamble in an online casino, which he appears to have a partnership deal with. Uh, yeah, so there's varying reports on the cost of this because uh, when it was built, things were more expensive. Uh, but the range the is six, have, uh, 6500 to $8,000. And this company was just like, well, not this company. Someone bought it for Drake and was like, here, Mr. Drake. And Drake was like, yeah, cool. I'm going to play a bunch of browser games on it. Uh, so Drake has apparently been streaming on Twitch recently, which I, t- comes as a bit of a surprise for someone as legitimately famous as he is. And this custom-built computer that he's playing on was actually a gift from another streamer. Why a Twitch streamer thought Drake didn't have the ability to buy his own custom PC or just have someone buy it for him is slightly odd. But hey, maybe he just wanted to impress the rapper and solidify their friendship or something. Or maybe it was because there was some kind of promotional deal going on behind the scenes. A deal that would dwarf the cost of this high-end PC, resulting in a very weird scene. Drake, who is one of the biggest musicians of the last decade or so, and wealthy beyond comprehension, spending his free time streaming on Twitch and having the entirety of that stream consist solely of gambling in a cryptocurrency-backed casino. Yeah, there's the crypto thing. Uh, Here's uh, Kotaku with some more on this. The PC, which was put together by Paradox Customs, was actually bought for Drake as a gift by streamer Exposed. 
Exposed actually picked out this exact system for himself, then says he ordered a second one for Drake because he had helped the rapper out with an earlier PC, but at the time had to skimp and get him a pre-built from Best Buy because it was short notice. No shame in that, by the way. The pre-built's uh, yeah. in a lot of places are, are decent for what you're looking for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exposed tweeted earlier this week saying, it isn't about the money or Drake already having money. See a lot of hate. I was in the market for a PC, so I decided to get Drake a custom PC too with it because when I got asked to set up his stream the first time, I got him a pre-built from Best Buy because it was short notice. Uh, here's where it gets a little sketchy though, mm. according to their reporting. In December 2021, Expos signed a partnership deal with Stake, a shady and controversial online gambling and sports betting site, which Drake just happens to be continually streaming and promoting at the same time, and who shared this new PC's arrival on their socials. Yeah. Now, what's wild about this is that despite winning uh, millions of dollars, by the way, really, uh, Drake won millions playing on this online casino. Despite winning millions of dollars, Drake kept playing until his total winnings dwindled to a disturbingly no, low number compared to how much he was up. Uh, he went from a reported $25 million in total winnings. By the way, uh, the majority of that came from two big wins. He won uh, $13 million on one roulette spin and then like $12 million on another. Seems unlikely, but yeah. uh, you know, whatever. Uh, his winnings went from a reported $25 million in total to just under $2,000. So a pretty big uh, pretty big drop off there. Uh, then he proceeded to just give out prizes of $25,000 each to random fa fans around the world. So what's going on here? I mean, is this truly just some degenerate gambling that resulted in massive wins and horrific losses bolstered by a seemingly philanthropic donation to struggling fans? No, it appears to be nothing more than a paid promotional event featuring someone who absolutely does not need the money or to be streaming at all, for that matter. Yeah. Playing online roulette for over 100,000 people in order to promote a cryptocurrency casino that a majority of the people watching can't even legally access if they wanted to, which they probably shouldn't. Uh, it's, it's one of those that's like based, I think it's based in Curacao. And so accessing it from anywhere in the United States, or I think Canada, it's just like, no, sorry, you can't play. Uh, but here's a couple ways around. Yeah, I mean, look, we we don't keep track of the IP addresses that VPNs use because who can keep track of all of those? Yeah. So if one of those gets through, uh, well, well, there's nothing we could do about it, I guess. But it's just, it's constantly baffling that celebrities like Drake are out here hawking crypto-based schemes. It's, it's not a good look, obviously, but it's just so confusing as to why they would risk alienating their fan base for a, for a quick payout. Like, that's what I don't understand. Why does Drake need this? He doesn't. Maybe he's just really hooked on gambling, like Charles Barkley. He it does could, it for the fun of it. Yeah, it could be. But then it's like, if there's no risk, then where is the actual fun? Coming from, uh, you know, somewhat of a... I've gone to Vegas a couple times and had a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it's a one-off kind of thing. But, like, the risk is what makes the... Little things start firing off in your brain, right? Yeah. Because if he's just if he's playing with just house money here, what wh what's the point of that? It's like playing free poker online. It's yeah. like, yeah, I mean, this scratches an itch, I guess, or you could like learn to play poker doing that, but you're not really learning to do anything with a roulette. It's just odd. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Yeah. <sighs> but 
enough of that gambling talk. Let's mm -hmm. move back towards real video games for a moment. The kind that Drake should be playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drake, if, if you're going to play something, play a cool video game. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and what is one of the most anticipated sports titles in recent memory? We're talking about Skate 4. Yeah. We recently spoke about the development trailer and all the hope that we have for the sequel. But in the wake of all that attention came more details about the game and a plea for people to stop playing a version of the game that has reportedly leaked online. Please stop. According to IGN, Skate 4 will actually just be titled Skate, and it will be free-to-play. And will feature cross-platform gaming. Okay. Now, the free-to-play announcement, obviously, has us very suspicious. It's Diablo Immortal all over about again. just how plagued this will be with microtransactions and, you know, what the monetization will be like you don't in understand. this game. You got a cool skateboard, but does the skateboard have gems in it? Because those gems are really what's going to set you apart from the other skaters. Yeah, I want to look like Marshmallow I, on a skateboard. I'm, I'm going to joke about saying this, but it's actually going to happen. Is I can't imagine a skate having a battle pass, but it definitely will. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we're still holding out a sliver of hope that it'll continue the legacy of the franchise, and the developers have been pretty blunt about what this is and isn't. Uh, here's an article with more from IGN. Full Circle explained a bit more about the free-to-play model that Skate will implement, saying the team laid down hard ground rules when designing how it will look in regards to microtransactions. The four rules they shared are as follows. No pay-to-win, no map areas locked behind paywall, no paid loot boxes, no paid gameplay advantages. I mean, so that just leaves cosmetics. Okay. So if you want like an Etnies shirt, you're going to have to cough up some EA coins. Yeah. Uh, anyways, regarding the playable version of the game that has already leaked online, here's PC Gamer. Meanwhile, Skate's developers at Full Circle have released a statement asking fans to exercise a little patience and restrain themselves from downloading sketchy builds off the internet. Quote, we're aware of an earlier version of the game that has been distributed without our authorization, reads Full Circle statement, clarifying that the obviously unfinished build in question is from September last year and, quote, never intended for external use. Ever tactful, Full Circle goes on to note the potential hazards of downloading files from unknown sources and breaking EA's terms of service. That second half might be a more tangible risk than the first, judging by EA's willingness to do detective work to track down leakers. And, Don't copy that floppy. And uh, EA did find the person uh, who apparently leaked this and just completely banned their IP and their account from accessing EA servers. So, uh, yeah, don't do this. Yeah. Also, just wait. It's going to be worth the wait. If you play it now, it's it's not going to be great. It's a nice rhyme you just did. Yeah. There's, uh, there's uh, other skate games that are out now that you can... Uh, not skate games, but uh, comparable that are out now that you can uh, just remap the controller to be exactly like the skate controllers, Ooh. and uh, they're pretty well, they're pretty good. Or you could go down to the board shop and try out the real thing. In you, this country, you're never too old to try skateboarding. Yes, you are. <laughs> yeah, no, you yes, you, are. yes, you are. Yeah. Anyway, we do have more news coming up in just a second, including a story about a guy who is even weirder than Elon Musk. But let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Masterclass. Masterclass gives you the extra knowledge and motivation that you need to take your craft, whatever it may be, to the next level. That's where Masterclass shines, because you're getting information from literally the best people in the business from a variety of fields like cooking, music, film, animation, business, tech, and plenty more. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn the art of DJing and music curation from Questlove, 
improve your cooking skills from Gordon Ramsay, or learn game design and theory from Will Wright. With over 100 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing that you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. These short little things you can squeeze in whenever you want, they're, uh, they're fascinating. You can learn things about uh, something you might not have even been interested in before, but you see it scrolling by and you're like, hey, I'd like to know the behind the scenes like that uh, about that. And these cinema quality classes give you unparalleled access to literal experts. And the lessons range from showing you how to execute a technique to insights about that craft. You can explore lessons in any order across your phone, tablet, Apple TV, or computer. And again, just at just 10 to 15 minutes, you can squeeze in a few lessons here or there without setting aside an entire day. They also offer downloadable lesson recaps and high-end supplemental materials to help you in your journey. If you're interested, we definitely think you should check it out. You can get unlimited access to every masterclass, and right now our viewers can get 15% off an annual membership. Go to masterclass.com slash newsdump today. That is masterclass.com slash newsdump for 15% off masterclass. Terms do apply. Okay, back to the news now. And if if you thought the news that Elon Musk had impregnated one of his exec executives at his company in an apparent bid to repopulate the earth was a bit odd, yes. Yeah. And, and off-putting. Yes. Very much so. Well. Wonder where he gets these ideas from, <laughs> you might be asking yourself. Wait till you get a load. Oh, phrasing. <laughs> get a load of his dad, Errol Musk, who at 76 years old just announced that he's a father once again, which means Elon's got a new baby sister. But, you know, while impregnating a younger woman when you look like the Crypt Keeper is already pretty unsettling, this is the Musk family we're talking about here. You've seen his brother. You've seen his mom. Wait till... You get a load, a big fertile load of Errol <laughs> Musk, because the story gets so much worse. Yes, it, and even more confusing. Uh, it's basically that uh, I'm my own grandpa song, but in real life. According to information that Errol Musk willingly provided to a UK tabloid, he got his stepdaughter pregnant. His stepdaughter, who he is 41 years older than, and who he raised alongside Elon Musk since she was four years old, is now pregnant with her stepfather's child. And it's not the first time. Apparently, this is the second child that they will have had together because she gave birth to a son just about three years ago. So Elon's dad is also technically the father and grandfather of the kids, and Elon's sister is also the mother to his step-siblings. Damn, this stepdaughter must have gotten stuck in a lot of washing machines. <laughs> yes, it does uh, give a lot of weight to that entire genre of porn where people are just like, well, this is ridiculous. Yeah, this is weird. I mean, it's literally the thing Woody Allen did, which yeah. people were weirdly okay with for a long time until finally it's like, you know what? That is fucked up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is really weird. Yeah. And uh, probably predatory. And it's like, yeah, they're technically not they're not blood, blood relatives. Yeah, so I guess anything goes. It's legal. Uh, but he, when you're when you're raising someone since they were four years old, I mean, at any age, it would probably be weird. I, even if it was an adult, you married into a relationship with an adult daughter would yeah. still be fucking weird and uh, generally looked down upon. But raising the child from four years old to adulthood. That's where it And gets... then being like, ah, I mean, what do you say? We have COVID, huh? Yeah. Like, sir, where... <laughs> When exactly did your feelings towards this person shift from yeah, father figure <laughs> to romantic interest? Like how? 
I actually don't want to know. Don't answer yeah, the no, question. I don't want to know either. And also yeah. the fact that like they raised in the same household alongside Elon has got to be kind of a mind fuck. Explains a lot. Yeah. He apparently hates his dad. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it seems to be justifiable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, of course, Elon's dad has the same weird obsession with repopulation. Yep. Uh, and he told the outlet that, quote, the only thing we are on Earth for is to reproduce. If I could have another child, I would. I can't see any reason not to. Uh, well, I can give you a couple reasons. You were in your fucking 70s, and that's not even the creepiest part of the story. He's romantically and physically involved with his stepdaughter, who he raised since she was four years old. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Yeah, I hate it here, too. But anyway. speaking of weirdos, uh, looks like Lauren Boebert's infamous Hooters ripoff restaurant, literally named Shooters, located in Rifle, Colorado, mm -hmm. has finally shut down. Was it the sliders? <laughs> yes. It gave everyone explosive diarrhea again. So yeah, this isn't the first time that this Second Amendment themed eatery, which famously featured armed waitresses, has faced problems. Um, as... As we just mentioned, back in 2017, shooters uh, came under fire for serving up some tainted sandwiches, which reportedly gave people nausea and bloody diarrhea. <laughs> Oops. Worth it. Uh, they, <laughs> they were really good yeah, at the time. Yeah, you don't understand. And you, Yeah, and it was cool because the waitress brought it to me with a gun in her hand. Look, they always say you got to make sure that the pork is at 180 degrees or whatever. Now, trust me. I eat my pork rare. Yeah, medium rare. <laughs> Give it a try. You know, you're you're kind of, you're playing a little bit of Russian roulette with it, but yeah, no, we do live in Rifle, and this place is called Shooters. Yeah. So yeah, the closure this time seems uh, to be the result of the landlord who owns the building. Damn it. <laughs> Even Bobert's having problems with the landlord. Yeah. Uh, speaking to a local outlet, quote, Bobert said her new landlord informed her that the restaurant's lease would not be renewed after June. There wasn't really much wiggle room or anywhere to compromise unless we bought the building ourselves, Bobert said. She added that she was hoping to preserve the shooter's brand with her husband. The lawmaker also floated the idea of reopening as a scaled-back eatery that could look like a shooter's coffee shop with pastries and some easy breakfast sandwiches and merchandise, the outlet reported. Pictures by The Independent and Twitter users showed a sign written in chalk outside the restaurant that read, Thanks for the support. Stay tuned. Hashtag Kofifi. She also just released her uh, autobiography, which she almost certainly did not write herself. And it's only really getting any notice because um, she actually does acknowledge the story of uh, her husband, uh, you know, getting put on a sex offender list for exposing himself to teenagers at a bowling alley. But One of those teenagers being Lauren Boebert herself. Well, she was apparently dating him at the time. She was 17. Ah. He was 24. Mm -hmm. Normal. Um, but, uh, yeah, her version of the story, uh, you know, exonerates him, of course, and uh, also has uh, nothing in common with the actual, you know, witness testimony and police reports. Like, she just made up a new version of the story. No, you don't understand. It was a cool goof. He, uh, he walked up and he said, hey, do you know what time it is? And he had his penis stretched over his arm. Even worse, you see, he was, like, apparently wasted and, like, harassing teenagers and being like, ah, yeah, cool tattoo. I got a tattoo on my dick. You want to see it? And they're like, no, gross. Go away. He's like... I'm going to show it to you anyway. Uh, anyways, let's switch back to actual entertainment news for a bit here because it looks like Nintendo is going all in on its filmmaking future as it has acquired an entire studio and will uh, be officially rebranding it to Nintendo Pictures. Uh, here's the verge of more on this. 
Nintendo has acquired CG production company Dynamo Pictures and will rename it to Nintendo Pictures, the company has announced. The new subsidiary will, quote, focus on development of visual content utilizing Nintendo IP and the planning and production of visual content including CG animation. The company's IMDb page lists credits on dozens of titles, including motion capture work on Death Stranding and Persona 5, and post-production work on Metroid Other M. The acquisition comes as Nintendo is gearing up for the most significant cinematic release in years, an animated movie based on the Super Mario Brothers franchise starring Chris Pratt. Hell yeah, so we're going to get Donkey Kong starring Chris Pratt as Donkey Kong. Yeah. And Diddy Kong. And then we're going to get Bayonetta with Chris Pratt as Bayonetta. And Zelda and, uh, starring Chris Pratt as Zelda because, as everyone knows, Zelda is the boy. Is the boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, um, Pikmin starring Chris Pratt. And then the Mario Golf movie where he returns <laughs> as Mario and plays golf. And yeah. then the sequel, Mario Tennis, where he returns and plays tennis. And Dr. Mario. Yeah. Where Chris Pratt is a doctor. He's a doctor now. He's an anti-vax doctor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, he came out recently, and he's like, I'm not even that religious. I don't know where people got this idea yeah. from. Yeah, it's like, like, you go what? look at his Instagram page, and you're <laughs> yeah. like, buddy. Because I think he was just trying to distance himself yeah. from Hillsong. Uh, but he's like, yeah, I never even went to Hillsong. Like, I'm like, yeah, you fucking did. And I'm also not very religious. Weird. Yeah, he's like, I'm not really into like going to church. Like, I have a personal like spiritual relationship with the Lord, but like, I'm not into that stuff. It's like, wait, okay. Yeah, he's clearly like... Like, trying to distance himself listen, from everything. Chris, yeah. we've uh, we've spent some time on Twitter and realized a lot of people actually don't like you. They see you as the least of the Chris's. Mm-hmm. So a big factor that seems to be your weird evangelical Christian thing that you uh, sort of got going on. So we're going to we're going to need you to go out and just deny. Yeah. And it, like that. It's the, either Mario or Jesus. Pick one, Chris. Conveniently, uh, the Hillsong, like the people involved with that were like, oh, yeah, no, we, we've never even heard of this guy, Chris Pratt. Well, Hillsong also like completely fell apart because the uh, the OG yeah. pastor just like cheated on his wife a bunch. Yeah, there's multiple scandals with it. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah. Anyways, as we uh, already know, there is no shortage of drama surrounding the casting of the Super Mario Brothers film and its Italian American erasure. Yeah, it on, it should have been Tony Sirico, R.I.P. Mm. But now yeah. one one less real Italian American exactly in Hollywood. Uh, it would seem as though a lot is riding on the success of this Mario Brothers movie, and it would be obviously worrisome if Nintendo's first big franchise movie in 30 years was a critical and financial failure. But the possibilities of actually converting Nintendo's IP into not only watchable but quality movies it is limitless. I mean, imagining a big-budget Zelda movie or a Metroid movie is... Starring Chris Pratt. Well, yeah, I guess. Uh, but that it sounds like it would be a good idea. I mean, realistically, it would probably just be a never-ending stream of CGI cartoons aimed at kids, which is fine, just not that exciting to people like us. You but, know who's Italian-American but uh, never... Isn't, just isn't associated with it? Hmm. Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah, because he's a Coppola, right? Nicolas Coppola. Yeah. That's weird. How has he managed to... The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent is literally one of the funniest movies I've seen this year. It is so good. I one forgot the, that came out. One of the best scripted comedies in years because there's been a quite a noticeable lull in those. Yeah. Uh, it is very, very good. Very funny. I've seen it twice now. Wow. Um, so, yeah, you can, you can stream it now. You have to rent it. But uh, there you go. Watch that movie if you want some real Italian-American yeah. representation. Italian-American excellence on display. Yes. But let's move over to streaming news. 
So here's some good news for people like us who were pleasantly surprised by the quality of the recent Beavis and Butthead movie. The surprising it was quality. great. Yeah. It's one of the funniest movies I've seen in a long time. Yeah, that comedy is back, baby. Yeah. And it's all because of Nicolas Cage and Mike Judge. Yeah, mm-hmm. so a brand new series of Beavis and Butthead is dropping on Paramount Plus early next month. And if the trailer's any indication, uh, looks like it's going to be great. It looks just like the movie, uh, except it's going to be a series. I did not see any confirmation. I would assume not, based uh, on everything I've seen, that there won't be music videos um, attached to this where they make fun of them. But that's... It could happen. Uh, the last it's reboot... A bit, it's a licensing snafu. Yeah. That's the whole reason Like the original series is hard to come by. Well, so even the reboot did have music videos, but that was still on MTV, which yeah. I'm assuming had the... Big relationships with music labels. Paramount Plus owns MTV, so it would be theoretically <clears throat> easier yeah. for them to do this. Um, but it seems less likely that studios or, or uh, uh, music groups would play ball this time around. Yeah, they're just going to make fun of our mi- music video that we worked so hard on. That yeah, we're so proud of. Yeah. Um, what was odd about the the reboot in like 2010 was that uh, they also made fun of reality TV shows yeah, back like then. Jersey, all the yeah, because that's MTV switched to being a. Jersey Store, my yeah. Sweet 16 or whatever. Uh, so they were making fun of that. So I don't know if this is going to be completely just narrative. Now they're just watching Twitch streams. That would be funny. Yeah. Or not. I don't um, know if it would be funny. No, probably not. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, in addition to that, Nathan Fielder is back. Yep. His latest project is now available for streaming on HBO Max. Holy shit. Yes. I mean, we haven't seen it yet, but based on everything we've read, it might out-cringe even his best work on Nathan For You, which is... is, What? How is that even possible? It is a wild premise. Uh, Yeah. So, the show's called The Rehearsal, and it's described as follows. With a construction crew, a legion of actors, and seemingly unlimited resources, Fielder allows ordinary people to prepare for life's biggest moments by rehearsing them in carefully crafted simulations of his own design. When a single misstep could shatter your entire world, why leave life to chance? And so, yeah, uh, there was a big, I think it was like Vanity Fair did a huge write-up on uh, the legacy of Nathan for you and what was coming with this one. And it's, so it sounds Is he like, playing the same Nathan in this? It sounds like he's going to be like a producer okay. behind, obviously on camera as the producer. Yeah. But it sounds like it's uh, reminiscent to the sketch where they closed down the bar and showed people a bar yeah. as if it was live theater and then <laughs> had to recreate it because it was so re- well received. Yeah. So they got actors to redo the roles of the bar patrons down to like the second, which yeah. was insane in its scope. That was a good one. Uh, but this apparently goes even further than that because a- as you could garner from the synopsis, it is taking someone who has a big life moment and literally creating a simulation through actors of every possible way that that moment could go. So if they have to break up with a girlfriend or fire an employee or something like that, it is going to be a complete recreation of every possible way that that conversation could go with full-on emotion. Like, I think one of them is a breakup or something, the the quick thing that I saw, where it's like, reacting badly, reacting well, and like the normal person in the center of all this is apparently has to go through with it at the at the end. So, yeah, it's I'm very excited. Uh, yeah, Nathan Fiu is has aged so well. One of the all time greatest funniest shows ever made. Yeah, and uh, I still appreciate glad to have Nathan back. 
I still appreciate the one episode where uh, the guy was kind of too smart for it. And he was like, no, this is stupid. The one at the sporting goods guy where he didn't want the uh, Holocaust display for yeah. his uh, summit. Summit ice. Yeah. He was just like, I think it's, I think it's very poor taste. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to buy this. No, we can't do this. <laughs> uh, but yes, there's uh, plenty more shocking moments. Uh, the one that stands out for me is the one where the guy completely willingly, voluntarily offered up the information that he uh, drinks his son's pee. <laughs> Grandson's, Grandson's pee. <laughs> no, it's very good. Um, people are strange. Yeah. So there you go. Anyways, uh, if you want to watch our other videos from this week, surprise, they both have Elon Musk in them. But it was a it was a big bad week for Elon Musk. Uh, there's other stuff going on in those episodes, and you should definitely watch both of them. Uh, the last tech to, tech news day had uh, all of our just mind blowing reactions to the James Webb telescope and our struggles to wrap our brains around it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, check out both of those right there. Subscribe to the channel. And we'll see you soon for some weird news. Bye. Bye.